Hi, this is Amber, and you're listening to Amber on Podcasts. Hi, hi, hi. Welcome to episode number 23 of Amber on Podcasts. Thank you so much for joining me. I want to start today with a discussion about podcast interviewers. The best interviewers are the people who are the most curious, the people who have an insatiable desire for knowledge and the how, how things work, how they got started, how they failed. You know, the curious mind never ceases. And that is one of the reasons why podcasting and podcasters have become so very prevalent over the last few years. Um, People like Joe Rogan and my hero, James Altucher, they have a real and tangible curiosity that drives them to seek out those that they are curious about, interested in, or those that they admire. So there are tons of these podcasts, but what separate the good from the bad, from the tolerable, is the level of innate curiosity that the host possesses. And one great host, another great host, in addition to those that I mentioned, is Austin Peake. He is the host of Millionaire Interviews. And what I love about this podcast, Millionaire Interviews, is that his questions They keep the guest relevant and within reach. And he asks questions that bring bring the guest, bring the person down a level, make them a real and actual person with flaws and life, real life happening and reacting instead of of a a makeshift Disney audition of a storyline that just shows the highlights instead of the nitty gritty. And I... I want the nitty gritty, the nitty gritty. I want the shit. I want the hardest, worst part that made you want to quit. I, I need to hear the shit storm stories. I I want to hear the ones where you couldn't get up in the morning and you had to ask for money from your best friend and real shit, shit that I have personally dealt with or or come close to dealing with. And that way, that way, when I hear that stuff, I know that I am the same, that we're on the we're on level playing field, and that at one time or another, you were just as confused as fuck as I am. And and also, I, I wanna know where you're from, how the hell did you get here? Um, why does that matter and what are the dots and, and how can I connect them? One of my favorite things about James Altucher is that he does this autom- automatically, connects these dots. So does Tim Ferriss and Cal Fussman, where they can see trends in a storyline and connect the dots to form a whole person, a-, a whole story arc. And Austin does this too on his podcast. And I highlight this point because it is what sold me on the podcast and what I believe will make it relevant for you too. Everyone's always looking for great podcasts. And because th- the most the most valuable thing that podcasts have done for me personally is they have provided me with a, a map of other people's lives, successful people or, or people uh, that I admire or that I want to be like, be more like. The great interviewers have asked, they've asked the right questions that have led to the right answers for me to live my best life and construct my best life and ultimately be able to construct 
to, to live my dream. And basically, I've heard similarities from these people, my idols, things that they have done or experienced that I have done or experienced too. And when this happens, I feel, I feel seen and heard, and I feel similar to them. And when you feel similar to something or someone, it feels attainable. If you have the opposite and you don't have anything in common with anyone that you see or hear, then these things do not seem attainable to a person like you. Does that make sense? It's so very important and has been so life-changing for me as a person and a member of society to witness these similarities. And that is why having a relevant person in the media or entertainment industry is so important. And that is why we, we must all share our stories as publicly and as openly as we are capable of so that others may feel seen and heard. And hopefully, and if we're lucky and we work hard, it will make them feel inspired and full of hope. Now, this is why podcasts are important. This is why this is why I have one. This is why my friend Austin Peake has one too. And today, we are talking about Austin's podcast, Millionaire Interviews. So, let's start the show. This is a story all about how. No, just kidding. This is a story of an entrepreneur who has a few key elements working for him that I think we can all take in and use in our lives. This kid is from a suburb of Detroit and has always been an entrepreneur, selling blow pops for 25 cents when he was buying them for a nickel with his best friend in high school. His best friend's name is Joel Perlman. This guy's name is Rob Dubay. Think of it like Duvet, Rob Dubay, and his friend Joel Perlman. They were selling blow pops in high school, ninth grade, and they had kids waiting in line to buy them at the lockers after each class. Born entrepreneurs. They were addicted, addicted to the act of taking an idea and turning it into a business or a product. And if you've ever done this yourself, created something and then sold it for profit, you know what I mean. It's like it's like the ultimate proud moment for yourself, you, uh, your own victory parade of accomplishment. And he, Rob, and the same blow pop best friend, Joel, they go to college and they, they go to separate colleges um, and they're doing different, you know, entrepreneurial endeavors, purchasing and selling until they graduate college and they have no prospects at all. They don't really know what they're going to do. Rob is actually living in his dad's house with his wife because he got married young after college. He's only 22. And this is where I can give you an example of Austin being curious and that curiosity leading to a good line of questions. And that when Rob is talking about living with his dad after college, living with his dad and his wife, Austin will dwell on that for a moment and ask specifics as a great interviewer. He will say, he'll say something like, how was living with your dad? He actually asked, how much rent did he charge you? Now, things like that, asking those questions like how much rent did he charge you, things like that make a huge difference in life when you are just starting out and you have absolutely nothing. Uh, this is a thing that can make or break a person. Like if you don't have a dad who has the room at his house to let you and your wife live for free, do you still start a business with your friend like Rob did? I'm not sure, but it's worth considering. So this is the point 
at which you, as a listener and a learner and an autodidact, if you will, this is where you can look at your own life. And if you also lived with your dad or one of your parents after college or maybe even are there right now, you can feel like this boss-ass millionaire business owner and you have something in common. You see, guys? Connecting the dots. So Rob and his friend, they start a company selling toner cartridges and printing supplies. And 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 this is like mid-90s-ish. And, and printers become super accessible at some point. They go from being really expensive and crazy to like everyone can have one. And, and they get super cheap. And demand is high for their product and their service. So everyone is buying a printer. And printers are getting more multifunctional and faxing and calling and do all the things they do now. And, and they're doing okay in their business. But by the early 2000s, the printer and printing start to decline. I know we all are printing far less today. And as time passed, Rob and his partner saw the writing on the wall and began to diversify their offerings. They asked themselves, okay, if people are printing, what, if people aren't printing, what are they doing and how can we help them? How can we, we pivot um, and react to this and still be in business? Another important thing that Austin, Mr. Austin Peake, does here uh, is that he asks a specific question about the business. When Rob is telling his story about how he noticed a decline in business and had to react to the decline, Austin asks, well, how did you know that there was a decline or what made you think that there was no future growth? Like who told you this? And Rob answers and he gives a great example of smart data working for you. He says, he answers and he says that he saw a decline in the business, in the printing business, because they've always monitored the number of pages being printed as part of their service. And the number of pages being printed was declining year over year. So that, my friends, is an easy and wonderfully reliable data point when used properly can help you transform your business like he did. And unfortunately, Way too many businesses fail to do this or are too stubborn and ego-driven to change anything ever. But this guy did that. He put a point of measure in place, he stuck to it, and then he reacted when it didn't go the right way according to plan. So Rob and his friend Joel, they take this company and they turn it into a pretty big deal over time. They land some big accounts by year 10 and they reach a point where They've experienced enough growth that they're getting, they're having growing pains and things aren't working out the same way as when there were five employees and when there are 15 employees. I'm not sure how many of you guys listening have experienced this, but when you grow a business or you witness the growth of a business, you have to make sure that you have clear processes, processes and procedures and processes and procedures. I don't know. I'm not British. Is that British? I digress. And <laughs> documented and accessible and understood by every person on your payroll. People have to know what the hell is going on and there has to be a form and a function. And this is what many, many businesses failed to realize too late, unfortunately. So Rob and his company become become one of these process and procedure driven companies. And after that, they they meet they met a dude who specialized in how to get permanent improvement in your business. And this is the first time that Rob and his partner have pivoted the business to react to the market and to improve. And they'll keep doing this over and over again in lots of different instances, which is what I like the most about this story. Rob and Joel, his blow pop bestie and partner, go on. They have continued success and they end up selling the company. 
they sell the company and they agree to they sell the company to a much bigger company, but they agree to stay on as VPs, vice presidents, and they're employed by this company and they're also keeping it, keeping all of their employees on as well. During this time, they transform into employees instead of business owners. And it's not so fun for them, which is another reminder for us listeners, as it was for Rob, that this was not for him because he describes being called on a Tuesday to fly to North Carolina on a Thursday, last minute, overnight work trips to attend a meeting where he doesn't even utter a word. I'm sure you guys can relate to this. And it's here, it's at this moment when they're talking that I want to say that if you're if you're someone who can relate and if you feel frustrated by the way your employer manages your time, if you're constantly questioning the reason why and having no resolution and you see improvement everywhere and you just know you would personally would do it better, you're probably an entrepreneur. You're just a stifled one. Just a side note. So lucky for Rob, this employment lasted only a short while because the company that bought his company decided to head a different direction. So they turned around and ended up selling Rob and Joel the company back and they, they make a profit off of this endeavor. So they pivot again. And these two blow pop popper besties, they read a, another couple of books and they, and they change their business again and they pivot again. And the first book where they made it more pivots was a book about open book finance, something that is wonderful and should be happening in more businesses, but is happening in very few. Open book finance means that you share all of your accounting and your financial line item details with your employees with the intention of holding everyone accountable for the outcome. Full transparency. People turn, people in turn take more responsibility because they have ownership and visibility of the results, good or bad. And the visibility is in all areas, even salary and bonuses for owners and executive. It's, it's, it's a wonderful, it's a wonderfully transparent and honest way to do business. The other book that impacted their business is one that I feel very, very passionate about. Um, that book is called Small Giants, and it has mostly to do with being a person with a soul instead of a corporate soul-sucking dollar worshiper like most companies. So Small Giants is about companies who choose to be great instead of being big. And doesn't mean that they aren't big, but they choose to be great first. Uh, does that make sense? There's another book called Conscious Capitalism that I've mentioned here on the show before. It's wonderful. It's written by the co-founder of Whole Foods, John Mackey, and uh, it's co-written, actually, him and Raj Sisodia, I believe. And it has to do with the same philosophy. The, the philosophy is to be cultural, culturally minded, to have a purpose and to have servant leaders who are there to lift up and not drag down. And you have to remember, dear listeners, that... Every interaction that you have, you need to ask yourself if your energy is being raised or it's being or is it being lowered because it's never staying the same. Everything you see and touch and hear, everything is having an impact on you and your energy and it's either draining you or feeding you. You never remain the same. So now Rob and Joel, after this pivot, have dedicated their business to upholding this level of service this level of service to their employees because they know that they're nothing without their employees. Rob gives really great advice here. And he, he says that you have to care about the totality 
of your team members' lives. Not just not just them coming in and working for you, but but you work for them. You are a servant leader. And because you're nothing without them. He says that you as a business owner have created the environment for them to come into. And you've put a lot of hard work and sweat into it and, and creating this environment. And that's great. But at the end of the day, you are nothing without your team. So take note, guys. Great companies exist. There are wonderful people doing great things all of the time. You just have to look for them. And I'm thankful that people are finding them and interviewing them and, and so that I can share them with, with you guys and share what I've learned. I love this entrepreneur story because it takes a lot of turns. Um, they're reacting to a lot of things. The owner and co-founder Rob is always learning and transforming into something better. That, that's clearly his life goal, to do more good for more people most of the time, which I can totally get into. There's tons more in this interview. So I suggest you guys take your cute, fine ass over to Millionaire Interviews and give yourself a listen. The episode is episode number 81 with Rob Dubay, and it is so worth a listen. There are more gems in the full episode that I didn't get to hear. So I suggest that you give yourself the gift of time with this guy. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me here. And I look forward to bringing you more next week. If you are interested in learning more about me or about this episode, you can do both of those things on my website, mytalkingdollars.com. And if you love the show, please let me know by subscribing and rating my show on iTunes. That's how I get more people to find me so this show can grow. So help a sister out. Let me know you love me. Thanks a ton. Love you. Bye. I like a guy who can throw an F-bomb or two, and I really like a dude who can be honest and vulnerable about who he is and the mistakes that he's made. There's a dude like this, and his name is Ryan, and he has a podcast that's more like a daily journal. In fact, I think he calls it a daily journal, and the podcast is called 15 Minutes to Freedom, and it is honest and raw and practical and helpful, and I would even say it's inspiring in a dude bro way. So give it a listen, 15 Minutes to Freedom. Get your dude bro on, feel inspired. Let me know what you think. Okay, that's it. Love you. Bye.